Good evening. Goodbye Forever by Naktang Rinpoche. Chapter 13, Part 1. I realised that I was seriously in need of a teacher. Ron and Steve could tell me where I was musically, but there was no one who could tell me where I was with Buddhism. The need of advice from a Lama, a Buddhist teacher, became ever more obvious. Chapter 13. It feels like this. November 1968. I shook my head in disbelief at the article in Melody Maker. I've no idea why anyone wants to read about other people's lives, I sighed with some degree of chagrin, unless those lives are glorious. Good for a laugh, I suppose, offered Jack. Yes, I suppose it can be amusing to hear about fascists getting the comeuppance, Ron chipped in, in an offhand way. But I think Vic's on his way to philosophising about it. I can tell he's got that weird look in his eyes. As usual, I laughed. It's just this rancid offal they print about the private lives of musicians. I really don't need to know about it. Take a deco at this adjectival drivel. I passed Jack, the melody maker, in which some journalist had expressed an unsavoury opinion. Well, it's reality, isn't it? Jack commented. Well, if it's all true, yes, but even if it is true, who cares? It's only part of a story anyway. People's lives are mixed, aren't they? And mostly the press either want to make fun of something or give it a nasty slant. They only adulate what's on the agenda for adulation, like who's the latest tunelessly fast guitar hero or whatever. True, Steve said with a strong affirmative nod of his head before standing up to continue. Steve often stood up when he had something serious to say. I mean, what would the press have made of Vic and Annalee? I mean, can you imagine? Underage sex scandal discovered in the murky past of savage cabbage vocalist Farquhar Arbuthnot. That's how they'd present it. And it would be one way to look at it. Yeah, but it would be fantastic for publicity. That stuff never hurt the stones, did it? Jack chuckled. The whole story about Mick Jagger and Marianne Faithful with the Mars bar was wild. The point Steve's making, Jack, Ron said, rolling his eyes up a little in exasperation, is that it wouldn't be a realistic picture of Vic, would it? I mean, Vic's a dyed-in-the-wool romantic who doesn't even like girls being called birds. Not even chicks, asked Jack, addressing me. 
No, Jack, I replied with a grin. Chicks are foul. Thought you absolutely loved them, Jack laughed. Jack, Ron said, rolling his eyes yet again and shaking his head in exasperation. Use your brain, you gnome. Vic is joking. A chick is a baby chicken and chickens are foul. Then, seeing Jack's slightly dazed expression, Ron spelt it out. F-O-W-L. As in ducks, geese, turkeys, grouse and pheasants, you docile peasant. All oh, right, yeah, the penny bloody drops. Very bloody funny, Mr Arthbuthnot, I'm sure. Anyhow, continued Ron, the point is that the bloody press distort everything. And whether Mars bars make good publicity or not, they just might have nothing to do with what actually happened. Yeah, all right then, Jack conceded. Jack always conceded when Ron stepped in. Jack would argue the toss with me all night, or for 20 minutes with Steve, but Ron almost had parental status with Jack. That was just as well, as far as I could see, because Jack sometimes needed keeping in line. Ron turned to me at this point and gave me the come on, say your piece, movement of his head, accompanied as always by a slight narrowing of his eyes. Well, the press seemed to love flinging people into the gutter after having raised them up to demigod status. They feed on that polarity. I have the sense that the quickest way to become indentured to bestial banality is to become a journalist, or worse, a newspaper reporter. People who start out as normal, humane people with a desire to write can end up as perverted manipulators of public opinion without even knowing how it happened. Yeah, nodded Ron with a sigh, but the poxy perverted press wouldn't exist without its pox-ridden prurient audience. As long as people want to read about who got a leg over whom, they'll keep printing it. Steve shook his head. Yes, Ron, but it's an alligator and egg argument, isn't it? People want bad news because they've grown up with it. Maybe people only think they like reading bad news because it's always there. Newspapers are, f newspapers are for sale, so people buy them. They buy them because that's what people do. Can't deny that, Ron conceded. So, I ventured, society's indoctrinated into thinking that news is necessary. People have asked me, how do you know what's going on if you don't read the newspapers or listen to the news? And I reply, I always know what's going on. Someone, somewhere, is lying, 
cheating or exploiting someone else. Wonderful, exciting things must also be happening, but the press hardly ever cover, cover those stories. Unless it's the local paper reporting the local bring and buy sale. Otherwise, positive news is limited to football and who won the match. You know, somebody asked me if I'd seen the match on the weekend and I said, yes, it was a swan vesta and it flared up nicely. Ron and Steve guffawed at that, but Jack had become a little removed, sensing that his contributions to the conversation had not been hugely welcomed. He was a keen football supporter and I had realised I should have known better than to have made that remark. What was I to do though? I couldn't pretend to be other than I was. I'd have to make a point of supporting Jack at some point on the next likely occasion. This place would turn into Nazi Germany in two shakes of a lamb's tail, Steve opined. My father worries about attitudes in the police force sometimes. He says that nationalism can be problematic when people get overexcited. Yeah, Jack laughed. Shouting hallelujah because Britain sends in the bloody gunboats to quell insurrections in some place we shouldn't even be. Then the tabloids print jingoistic headlines and everyone and his uncle gets Rule Britannia tattooed on his penis to pretend that you could spell out the bloody land of hope and glory if he had an erection. That's about the way of it, Jack. I commented, glad to be able to support one of Jack's statements, even though Rule Britannia and Land of Hope and Glory were different compositions. Listening to the news equates with accepting indoctrination as far as I'm concerned, Ron stated. My father's always on at me to read the papers as if that's a mark of bloody adulthood. It used to be the same with my father, I said, but he's given up now. I think he accepts that I'm an anomaly and that there's nothing that can be done with me. Well, he's right about that, announced Jack with a chuckle. Yes, Jack, I smiled. You're absolutely correct. I'm an enigma with variations. I hear what goes on in the world without needing to read about it. Someone I trust, like you three, usually tells me what I need to know. But as I'm not a politician, there's nothing I can do with the information. But I thought you were a political man and that you practised what you preached laughed Jack, quoting the Jack Bruce song. Yeah, so don't decry me, Jacko, not when I'm trying to teach, I replied in parody, getting a round of applause from Ron and Steve. But apart from that, I continued, 
What use is information you can't use? Its only value is to give people the false sense of thinking they know what's happening in the world. You have to read what the press want you to read, Steve added, and one event can be portrayed in many different ways, even without actually lying. But how does anyone know what really happens? Lies are easily managed through what's left out and the way the facts are described. The facts of the press, I stated with heavy emphasis on each word, are mainly the semantic sophistry of sensationalism. Fine alliteration, laughed Steve. I get what you're saying. Jack offered. Must admit that I don't like it when the bloody melody maker makes snide remarks about people I like. Quite right, Jack. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, what you told us about Jimi Hendrix the other day was interesting. That's the kind of thing that would make me want to read news. That convulsed Jack. Yeah, right. I got the sense that Jack felt he'd won his way back into favour and was glad to see his expression change. The thing is, ingesting the news equates with accepting the pill of repressive tolerance. Interesting term, Steve mused. What's repressive tolerance? It's useful. I replied, to understand repressive tolerance, because it's the rubber dummy that society shoves into everyone's mouth. It prevents us from having tantrums that disturb the status quo or changing society. Repressive tolerance is often a tool to keep people from revolution. So, queried Ron, What's tolerated that allows the repression? How does that work? The idea is that if you throw the serfs a biscuit from time to time, they'll not attack your castle. So the news is one of the biscuits they throw to the peasants. But it's an insidious biscuit. It gives people just enough to keep them quiet. People are conned into thinking that reading the news keeps them informed and therefore somehow they have some sort of power. Yeah, chuckled Ron, that's a bloody illusion for a start. Right. And I was introduced to the idea of repressive tolerance by my history teacher. He was one of the few good teachers at Netherfield. The idea comes from a book by Herbert Marcuse called Repressive Tolerance. I've not read the book, but the history teacher summarised it well enough. I don't see myself as a political revolutionary, so I didn't take it any further. Yeah, Ron sighed. 
I've got a lot of sympathy with radical socialist political ideals, but I think socialism turns into tyranny as well once the wrong people take over. And the wrong people always do seem to take over. Jack, by this time, had wearied somewhat of our philosophising and decided that he'd get an early night. Unlike you two geniuses, he addressed Ron and Steve, I have schoolwork to catch up on. Mr Arbuthnot here, he chuckled, doesn't have to do anything but paint pictures and write poetry, so he can stay up all night long. 